0: KMTT, Thursday, Sharon Sefer Mishleiv, by Rav Shlomo Dov Before I let Rzein take over, I remind you once again, this is close to the end of the week, KMTT Drive Week. We are waiting by the phones, waiting by the computers, waiting at our mail pickup to hear from you waiting for your support. KMTT is totally dependent on its listeners. It is a community, a listener-supported community. There's just so much that we can do here, sitting at the table with our microphones in front of the computer. But a certain amount of financial support is absolutely necessary. And therefore, we are dependent, you are dependent, we're all dependent on the generosity of the listeners. The number in New York, it's 212 732-4874 Seven three two four eight seven four, phone number of Yeshiva office in New York. Our website www.kimitzion.org. It's www.ki.mi.tz.i.o.n.org. You can use PayPal to use your credit card to pay over the internet, or by mail to the American Friends of Yeshivat Haratzion, One Sixty Broadway, Suite One Thousand, New York, New York one zero zero three eight. If you look on the website, there are addresses in Canada and London and Israel. If you're in Israel, we have a phone number which you can contact to make a donation by credit card 0522-606-454 or write directly to the Yeshiva, Yeshiva ta Alon Shvurt, 90433. Don't put it off. Time is running short. We want to have it only one week. We're not going to bother with the whole year. This is drive week. You've been hearing from us every day. Almost every week of the year. We've been on for two years now. We hope to be on for many years more. You've been hearing from us. It's now time for us to hear from you. Tov.
1: Welcome back to our Shiorim on Mishle.
0: In this Shior we hope to
1: study the 7th chapter of Mishlei and about half of the 8th chapter of Mishle. The 7th chapter of Mishlei is a long poem of the type which we have seen already two or three times that deals with the metaphor of the negative woman. We've already seen what this metaphor means. What will be important for us in this chapter is to notice particularly usages of it, developments of it, which are new, and they are responded to in the eighth chapter, certainly in the first half of it, which we will see today. So we will be concentrating on particularly new ideas developed in the metaphor of this prostitute or negative type of person type of woman, because Michelet was written for men, presumably, in that culture, somebody, the outsider, the stranger, who tries to call you away from good. And we have to see what new ideas are developed in this metaphor, and then see how they compare to the ideas of wisdom that are developed in the eighth chapter. I think this is done purposefully. This is the last time this metaphor comes up in Michelet, and we have to try and get out of it as much as we can. It's a very interesting metaphor. It's developed a lot here, and we're going to center our energies on particular issues which are more psychological, dealing with the psychology of evil, as opposed to the psychology of wisdom. Let us begin. Bni shemor amarai umitzvotai My son, guard my words. And my commands, keep with you. This is an idea we've seen already. To guard the mitzvot until the time comes up. mitzvotai V'torati Guard my mitzvot and live. And my Torah like the apple of your eye. al etz Kotveim al luach libecha. Tie them to your finger. Write them upon the board of your heart. These are metaphors we've already seen. There's a lot which is repeated here. And one doesn't easily notice the psychological element which is newly developed. Now let's see. call wisdom your sister. And speak to it like somebody you know well. In order to guard you from a foreign woman from somebody of another culture far away her words she has made smooth slippery and now the narrator speaks and puts himself into the story to my best of my knowledge it's the only place in Mishle that this happens ki b'chalon b'ad eshnabinish for I, the speaker I was sitting in my window looking out of my window, looking through the lattice. And I saw in the simple ones, in those that are ignorant, I understood in the children a young man of lacking of heart. Walking in the street, by the corner, and marching to her home in the evening at twilight in the evening at night in darkness and behold a woman is before him set as a prostitute or revealed as a prostitute and bound and closed up of heart she is all stormy. She is never at home. Pan b'chutz wants outside. Pan b'chobot wants in the streets. Ve'etzel kol and hiding in wait, lying in wait at every corner. And she holds on to him. And she kisses him. And she has brazen face. To say to him, I've just brought sacrifices, everything is now said, and therefore I came out towards you, in order to find you first, I've prepared my beds with coverlets and nice smelling whatever. (laughs) <laughs> Until the morning, we can enjoy love. Until the morning. <laughs> For the man, he's not at home. He's gone very far. He's taken his money in his hand and he's going to come back. Only at the end of the month. <laughs> she has pushed him with so much teaching, ideas, content, arguments, with the slipperiness of her lips she has pushed him over. el el Somebody who goes after her suddenly will find that he is like an animal going to the slaughter the until an arrow splits his liver like a bird falling into a trap and he doesn't know that it was in his life now there is a continuation of this poem but let's stop at this point and try to notice what has been said we need to concentrate on these psychological elements which are new to us This is the first time in Mishlei, and also the last time this metaphor appears, but it's the first time in Mishle when so much psychological element has been thrown into this metaphor. And I would point out, like as Rashi said towards the beginning of Mishle, it's not possible that we're just merely trying to argue against going to a prostitute. I would point out that Miltonic poetry would not have been written for the purpose of keeping people away from prostitutes, somebody who's interested in this kind of form hopefully he's not interested in those types of things and certainly somebody who's interested in those types of interests is not going to look for teachings in deep poetic form the argument presumably is that this prostitute or this foreign woman is a metaphor for foreign culture or knowledge of the type that is contradictory and not harmonious with the ethics and the morals that you believe in some form of heresy or various other negative cultures alternatively it's talking as we've said about human desires whether male or female obviously this was written for males assuming that males read Mishlei, but it could be the other way around as well let's get back to it from Pasuk Dalet the fourth Pasuk in Perksai say to wisdom achotiat umoda say to wisdom you are my sister and call out to it, speak out to it, as it, as a friend that you know well. Now this seems to parallel the next verse, but for that, what is this idea of calling it your sister? So there's a, a standard idea which is accepted, that calling the wisdom your sister is knowing her very well, being involved in wisdom to the extent that it doesn't have those immediate luring aspects. A sister is somebody that, were she not your sister, you could have been interested in, but since she's your sister, you just know her so well, and, Wisdom has to have this kind of knowledge. Um, it has to be known in a friendly kind of way. To the extent that certain types of interest, it just doesn't awaken in you. You have to know it well. You have to feel close to it. There's another idea which is developed that uh, Gand points out that there's something automatic about relatives. It's not something that you have to develop over the years. It's something that's kind of your You're assuming um, as you start out in life. And it's something that your relationship to is something which is accepted and assumed from the start. These ideas are presented as the opposite of the prostitute. Note the second half of this phrase talks about speaking to it as somebody you know well. And the second half of the next Pasuk, Pasuk K, is Nochriya Amarea is the opposite of Moda. Moda is somebody you know well, and Nochriya is somebody from another culture. And therefore, also presumably, in the first half of the Pasuk, Pasuk, both Dalit and He, in the first half of the Pasukim, we speak of calling Chokhma your sister as opposed to Isha Zara. To guard you from a foreign woman. A foreign woman is the opposite the sister when you consider wisdom your sister that will guard you from a foreign woman, note this is very very different to what we've seen earlier in Mishlei. earlier in Mishlei, we spoke about to keep yourself away from this prostitute this, uh, this foreign woman, you have to look at Torah, or you have to relate sorry, you have to invest in the positive woman who is the positive woman we saw your wife, your youthful wife the wife that you've had from youth and develop your closeness with her here we say something very very different in order to guard you from the foreign woman consider chokhmah your sister and I think the difference might be that before we weren't talking about comparing the prostitute or this foreign woman to wisdom to Torah we were simply talking about how to guard yourself from it and the way to guard yourself from it is developing the relationship with God with morality but now we're talking about how you have to relate to wisdom and in wisdom the important thing is to feel relaxed with it normal with it understand that it's something that is as you say in Hebrew muvan me'lav naturally understood assumed from the start that might be the idea of calling wisdom your sister as opposed to a wife it's not that you expect to have this relationship of love necessarily at every stage with with wisdom. It guards you because it's the exact opposite of this woman, of this foreign woman, the sister. And this is an idea we will see in the first half of chapter 8, which we hope to be the second half of our shiur today. Ki ba'ad For I, who is I? The narrator. The only time the narrator puts himself in Mishle, into the picture. I'm sitting watching him. I'm sitting in my window. I'm looking through the lattices. (laughs) And I see in the simple ones, in people who are ignorant, we've seen that's what a petty means. Petty is somebody who is naive and can easily be convinced of anything, seduced into anything. I understand the children. I note a youth lacking of heart. I understand the children. There'll be something very psychological psychological going on here. <laughs> He's passing in the street by the corner and then marches to her house. Note the development, as the Mafashim point out, to pass in the street, hang around by the corner, and the next stage is a more developed stage to march to her home. But actually, he meets her cross in, in the crossroads in the middle, but it says in Pasuk Yod when a person turns towards the Sahara, he finds that he doesn't have to get to the home she's actually looking for him Notice in Pasuk the development, the twilight the eve the night and the darkness and then he finds this woman is towards him and perhaps the most psychological part of Mishle you could understand in the second half of this Pasuk, Pasuk Yod Shit zonah le Sheet is noun, so what is Shit, Zona, and So the word Shit can mean two things either set or revealed. Zona is a prostitute. This woman presents herself as the wife of somebody and probably is. But as far as the way she's behaving, she's behaving like a prostitute. The girl points out that she is revealed of heart. Sorry, revealed as a prostitute. Shitzana, but actually, she is closed apart. What does Netzurat Lev mean? So Rashi says, Netzurat Lev, In other words, a city which is closed up. If you take a look in Metzurat David, he says, She sets something that guards around that captures the hearts of human beings. So she's Nitzurah Klev on other people. What is the problem that Nitzurah, David and Rashi are dealing with? Rashi points out that Nitsuratlev Klev seems to go on her, that she is Nitzurah She is surrounded of heart, closed up of heart. So she, he says, he understands that, that is, it is wrapped round with something negative, some kind of negative morality. Mitzudot <coughs> David, sorry, wants to understand that it's not necessarily connected to something particular, some kind of negative morality, and therefore he understands that it's to set this this binding this this. being suffocated suffocation upon upon human beings other human beings the problem that you have with Mitzurat al David is closer to the simple reading in that it's not talking about a particular moral ethic but actually the simple literal meaning is that Nitzurat Lev that she is of suffocated or surrounded heart closed up heart and Rashi who went in the direction of it's on her had to make it a moral ethic I think these these problems that they're s- struggling with Comes, comes out to a certain extent solved in, in the Zulmegaon, although he doesn't develop it as perhaps we would like to. The Zulmegaon says, <laughs> Her heart is not with her. But then he turns it in direction of <laughs> but actually she's going to use these traps upon the person. Now the way the Vilna Gon develops this, the Groh develops this, so that he, he understands that shit does not mean to be set like a prostitute, but rather that she is revealed as a prostitute. That she's revealed, but actually in reality, she's closed up. Now, we have to remember that the Perush of the, of the Groh is a dictation, and, and I don't know if I can say this, but it looks to me like there's some kind of contradiction in the words here, and perhaps the. Gura maybe meant something else. I'd like any way to develop in a slightly different direction. What you can say is that Nitzuat Lev means that, as the Gura says, her heart is not with her, she is as closed of heart. What does it mean to somebody to have a closed up heart? When people are involved in evil, that doesn't necessarily mean they have polluted their personality all the way. But rather they're not willing, they're not able to look themselves in the face. Not able to be honest with themselves. They close up their hearts, their own hearts. They pretend they're being honest with themselves and they pretend to others they're being honest with them. But actually, they're closed up of heart. Often you find in literature the idea that a person being involved in in evil, if that person is not really an evil person, is always psychologically hidden from themselves. Then it's They're not opening their heart. They're pretending to the other person that they're trying to seduce, that they're opening up their heart. But actually inside their heart is closed up even to themselves they're not willing to look at the issues they're never able to relax at all and just speak honestly with their own heart their heart is closed up it's not that it's trying to catch somebody else there's nothing in a surat lev which seems to be that it's trying to lay a trap but rather their heart is bound up closed and this is a very important idea because in surat lev understood this way which I think is the most literal reading is the exact opposite of the first half of chapter 8 which which we would like to get to shortly which seems to be the opposite of this piece now we can start moving faster once you've noticed this point she is stormy her feet are never in her own home she always moving around what is this business of being stormy and never being able to sit still This is psychology of evil, when a person is not really an evil person. They are seducing themselves and seducing others. The person is not relaxed. And what you need to note is that being involved with this person or this evil idea is negative because the idea, by definition must be negative, because the idea itself, the person themselves who represents this, is not relaxed in themselves, is not living a healthy life is themselves caught up psychologically all stormy. It's all going to crash down even on them. Wisdom is honest and open as we shall see. The exact opposite of this. Sometimes outside, sometimes in the streets. She's all moving around. She calls onto him and kisses him and tries to force him. What does that mean? I brought Kolbanot? The Vilmaigon tries to suggest that a person tries to, that evil always tries to seduce you. Arguing that it's keeping mitzvot, perhaps zukheish lamim means that I've had all kinds of responsibilities in life, religious responsibilities and others, and I have solved them, I have met them. Now I'm ready to actually enjoy myself. Well, now I'm ready to be to be relaxed. But she's not relaxed. That's the whole idea. She's presenting herself as relaxed. She's presenting herself as planning to come towards this person. Actually, she's just always running around in the streets. Therefore, I came out to you. Actually, we know she's always hanging around in the streets. I've prepared the beds. I've prepared everything. She's never in her house. She's not
0: relaxed
1: at all. Until morn. If you listen to the way you are being seduced you realize that in this seduction from the start the foreign culture the negative desires destruction of life the wasting your energies all these negative concepts held within them from the start the idea that it was temporary that it was temporal it's going to be until morn the man is away he'll come home but he's away he won't come home for a long time the clock is set ticking right from the start I know he'll take a long time he's taking money with him Yom HaKese is the covering of the moon this might just mean the end of the month but it might mean something else as well we know that Rosh Hashanah is called Kese in Tehilim. Tehilim was written by David Amelach this is by Shlomo Amelach these chapters, quite likely possibly and then we must ask ourselves is there a, an idea of Rosh Hashanah in this and then who is the Ish is maybe the man who's gone away God God judges us only once a year we've got plenty of time he's taken money in his pocket He's making a calculation. But we've got months and months until El, So we can waste a bit of time in the meantime. But note that right from the start it was temporary. <speaking in Hebrew> like we've seen a lot. The content is in the first half of the Pasuk. And the is in the second half it's like an animal going to slaughter until an arrow splits his liver like a bird falling into a trap and he doesn't know it's in his life and now the end part of this poem before we get to the next one we're warned not to go in that direction and now children listen to me And listen carefully to the words I say, Do not let your heart go in her ways, even generally. Don't let your heart be involved in those types of ways of living and thinking. Do not wander in her paths, or perhaps... It will cause you to wander around and be lost in her paths if you do let your heart take interest in those ways. <speaking> in <Hebrew> For many injured have befallen through her, and great ones have been slaughtered. <speaking in Hebrew> the ways of the grave is her home, going down to the chambers of death. Now we don't have to finish on this note, because it seems like the next poem, or at least the first part of it, is a direct answer to this, as we saw at the beginning of this one. "Emor <speaking in Hebrew> Call wisdom your sister, and relate to understanding like something you know well. And the next parak opens with this pasuk: "Halochokma tikra utvunati tenkola." wisdom calls out and understanding gives its voice now what is the difference between the beginning of the last chapter and this one and the answer is presumably that in the other one you are calling out to wisdom and now wisdom is going to call out to you this negative woman tried to catch you in the street she was also looking for you but she wasn't calling out what is the difference she was moving around at night she wasn't able to call out she was able to grab onto you to kiss you but she's not able to call out openly she's moving around at the nighttime. she can't be honest and as we saw, she couldn't be honest with herself. Wisdom is the exact opposite. And this is already more than a psychological argument. This is also a philosophical argument. I'd like to read out something from Rashi sadi on this. V'SMICH HACHAM V'SMICH acham L'OTA parasha, A'SHER DEVAREHA MIRMA VA'AVEN A'SHER EIN OMRAM ROTZE SHYIVUKRU dvarah VELO SHYIVACHANU and the wise man writing this connected this parasha, the par- previous parasha, which spoke of slander, words that the speaker doesn't want to be understood too much, too, doesn't want them to be studied in depth and criticized. B'divrei haChokhmah, with the words of wisdom, shekol matarata, that all its aim v'tachlita that her words that its words should be analyzed. in its knowledge that Kiya the one who analyzes it, ma Yoter The more he analyzes wisdom, the more desire he will have for it. Machmat lo Yoter through that which has become clearer to him. The philosopher of Sadia Gon points out That wisdom, the more you're involved in it, the more you analyze it, the more it develops your desire for it. As opposed to the type of wisdom or lack of wisdom which is paralleled with a metaphor of the seductious woman. The woman who is not honest with herself, who moves around at night. There is a woman wisdom. Chochmah is female which is not seduction but reveals the arguments in public and wants you to understand that the more you're involved in it, the more you'll develop your desire for it. Utvunati Behold, wisdom calls out Understanding gives its voice forth. Brosh Taron. And this is something we saw towards the end, the beginning of Mishlei as well, this idea of homing on on a point. as Asva point out, here is happening again, the idea of homing on on a point. on the high places along the way, nitzava at the crossroads, she's standing, by the Lefikaret at the gates by the city, Tarona, at the opening of doors, she sings out Actually Torah, Chochmah, Wisdom, Torah, tries to teach us several things and act as a guidance in different places. First, at the high places, she calls out like a lantern, showing the way, like a lighthouse. Beit Netivot Nitzavah, Beit Netivot is a crossroad. There are crossroads in life and she's standing there for you. And then of course we home in until we get to the home the house by the door I call out to you important people I call out to you important people and my voice to human beings understand ignorant naive, simple people sophistication and idiots understand heart to take heart not to be chasar but to havinu to understand heart before I have anything that I want to say the whole Torah and the whole Mishle is what she has to say the idea is not what she has to say what the positive wisdom has to say but rather Understand that what I have to say is noble Kiknikidim Adaber or Mistarsvata in the opening of my lips is just, is straight. I'm not trying to undermine you. I'm not trying to play any tricks. resha for truth I am expressing and the hate of my lips is wickedness. Injustice is all the words of my mouth there is not in them anything corrupt or devious And here we have an interesting Pasuk something we have to think about a bit they are all correct for those who understand them perhaps not for everyone but for those who understand them they are all correct and they are straight just et da'at for those who find knowledge. This is an idea we've had already in Mishlei That you have to get the knowledge, not just the wisdom, you have to get the particular knowledge in order for the whole picture to come together and for you to appreciate wisdom. To an extent, da'at precedes chokhmah. Although it also comes from chokhmah, it also precedes it. And this is something a pasuk that we relate to in the past. A pasuk that is quite famous. This is very similar to this pasuk we have here. Hashem emit. The judgments of God, the rules of God, are truth. Tsadku yachdav. They make sense. They are just when they come together. Those who are as the pasuk here in Mishlei says, they note that they are just. That the mitzvot are just. The ways of wisdom are just and straight. Take. My mussar, my teachings, my advice, and don't take silver. And knowledge is more important than gold. <laughs> For wisdom is better than jewels. Anything you can have, pearls—sorry, anything you can have—can never be worthwhile in comparison to it the poem continues but I'd like to suggest we should stop at this point because the next words are I am wisdom again it speaks as a new piece I am wisdom is what I'm like so let's stop at this point how do we see this poem relate to the previous one the previous one the previous poem finally finished the development of the metaphor of the problematic woman whether married and therefore problematic for this person or evil in herself as some kind of prostitute who is presenting negative desires and morality in itself and the idea was developed in the last chapter on the psychological realm Nesurat lives she is closed up of heart she is closed to her own heart Her heart is all bound up. She's stormy. She's never in one place. She tries to present herself as if she's relaxed. And note, she moves around at night. She calls out to you in a whisper only. She's not able to call out to you honestly and openly in the daytime or even in loud. But wisdom is the opposite of all these things. Wisdom calls out aloud at the most public places in society acts as a lantern to show you the way at the crossroad and at the height of the city like a lighthouse calls out to you to analyse what it's saying that the more you analyse it the more you develop a desire for it as opposed to this problematic woman walking around at night with her the more you analyse the less desire you'll have because she herself is not willing to analyse her own ideas I think this is more than psychology. This is a deep philosophical argument that's hard to bring out without poetry and literature. The idea that evil, evil seduction, any form of evil, is not honest to itself. In the philosophy of evil, we often ask the question as to whether it is an ideal that stands up against good or not. And in Mishle, it's not standing up against good, it's standing up against wisdom. This form of moral evil, of destroying one's life, stands up against evil rather than good for the simple reason, stands up against wisdom rather than good simply because the basic ideas which it expresses are ideas that are connected to being unwise, being dishonest, dishonest with itself and noth- having nothing to analyze. What it's saying is, leave off the moral problem of evil. It's idiotic. It hides evil ultimately, evil morals are ultimately an inability to look something in the face and to be honest with yourself about your life and to be honest with the issues that are at hand. Don't deal necessarily with the problems of fundamental evil philosophically some people talk about those things that probably exist that's not the interest of Michelet. the interest of Mishle is that it's counterproductive it'll hurt you practically that these things in themselves are things which are transparent and if you only look through it you'll understand there's nothing there this is a philosophy of evil of understanding the concept of evil that basically talks about laziness and wasting one's life throwing one's desires in the wrong directions wasting your creativity and wasting your efforts. That's what evil basically boils down to. It's not the opposite of good. It's the opposite of wisdom. Because wisdom ultimately is something that can be honest and open with you. And the more you analyze it, the more you develop a desire for it. That is what wisdom is. And these devious forms of culture, heresy, or desires, that take human beings away from their efforts and waste their creativity are simply not some kind of developed satanic form it's simply the opposite of that it's the opposite of this honesty and this openness which is so important for a human being that the more you analyse something the more you develop a desire for it and that's what wisdom is now the last two shiurim on, on, on this first part of Mishle Remember, the first part of Mishle is nine chapters, and we are working through it in such a way that in the next two shiurim we will finish these first nine chapters. These last two chapters, these last two poems of the first part of Mishle, relate to the centrality of wisdom, and the fact that it precedes the world. A lot of it is very famous, and devotes philosophical concepts about what wisdom ultimately is if